Hey, 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 good people. It's your girl, Fredrika McClary Easley, back with another episode of People Are Blunt, but this is a special edition. So before we get into it, let's take care of housekeeping. You already know we are on all the platforms, Spotify, Apple, uh, Apple Music, YouTube, uh, Amazon Prime. Please like, subscribe, do all of those good things to let us know you're out there. Also, bum, 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 the People Are Blunt has an IG page. Go on over, follow me, I'll follow you. Let's keep this thing um, mutual, two-way, um, and information exchanging. And merch. If you are interested in merch and CBD items, you can go on over to thepeoplesecosystem.com and check us out. We have transdermal patches. We have um, we have salves. All of those things, you know it's cold outside. We got to keep ourselves together as we are seasoning and aging uh look stuff hits different and so we got to make sure that we are taking care of ourselves so our body can take care of us and without further ado because i am super super excited about um what we are bringing you today let me bring my guest up here hey hey, hey. what's going on steven uh-oh, your, your vocals are going in and out a little bit. Can you hear me? Perfect. Perfect. All right. So, um, first of all, let me have you introduce yourself, and then I'll tell the people specifically what we got going on and why you're here. Uh, absolutely, yeah. First and foremost, thanks for inviting me. I think you and I met each other like three, four years ago at this point. Um, yep. It's been very interesting. We talked about how, you know, we say social media is good or bad, but it's really how you use it. And we've been able to stay in contact, um, you know, really through a whole presidential cycle is how I look at it, because we back at square one. But um, all that to say, um, I am a former Marine Corps veteran. That's how I got my introduction into both opioids that were legally prescribed and cannabis that right was not legal. Um, but as a veteran, some of the things that I learned with, you know, those legal pills were causing overdoses in this illegal plant was saving people's lives. And as a veteran, you know, we've lost more troops through, uh, you know, suicide and through PTSD than actual combat. You got to think about that. When you see war on TV right now, I kind of try to explain that to people. It's difficult for a lot of people to conceptualize, but all that to say, my military experience is actually what got me into cannabis. And that's kind of a unique viewpoint. Um, and uh, through a long career of fitness, exercise, wellness, and nutrition, um, I ended up managing a dispensary when Chicago went recreationally legal. Um, I was one of the only black dispensary managers um, working for MSO <clears throat> at the time. We didn't know what MSOs were. We knew that right overnight everything got legalized and then overnight dispensaries popped up and we were like well it's not my business it's not my cousin's business it's not the business of the people who i know right who've been impacted so um all that to say through working at a dispensary i got really interested in uh some of the policy the words the science um just very curious deeply curious you know to the point of it moving me so when i fully left uh, the sports industry got finished uh, managing a dispensary, I became a environmental biologist and I actually got my master's in environmental biology researching cannabis because part of what we're gonna talk about today is that cannabis is a living organism and biology is the study of living things. So um, 
that's kind of my viewpoint on it. And I'll save the rest for, for the good stuff for later. That's my intro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. First of all, uh, this black man, um, know what he's talking about. He, he, he studied this, okay? He went to school. This is, and look, this is no shade, like, because we have hood biologists, right? And we all start somewhere, right? Like, that's where our entry oh, starts. But I love the fact that, like, you went down the rabbit hole and you were like, you know what? I want to understand this at a deeper level. I want to really, really be able to speak to the science, um, which leads us here, right? Which leads us to where we are because we're as we're on the road to normalizing this plant, a huge component of that is education, right? It is clearing up the myths, right? It's making sure that we are dealing in fact and not emotion and not propaganda. Um, and so here at The People Are Blunt, what we are launching, and this is the first episode of it, the entry of it, is bum, 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 policy and the plant. Um, because this is important, this is real. So let's get into it. For this first um, discussion, and again, people, these are gonna be bite-sized, digestible episodes. Um, I will call them sessions because oftentimes when we get into science, it's above your head. They're using language that, you know, you're not even understanding what they're saying. And it could be a huge, a huge um, array of topics that are covered. And it's like, okay, what do I do with this? I'm trying to digest it. I'm trying to understand. I'm overwhelmed. So the purpose of policy in the plant is to bring it to you straight in a digestible manner so that we can build one session on top of the other. And then all of us can have a really good comprehensive understanding of the plant. So let's kick off policy in the plant. The first thing I want to talk about today is the plant in and of itself. You hear CBD, THC, male plant, female plant, hemp, deltas, all of these words are thrown around and how they are dissecting the plant, right? It almost makes you feel like there are many plants as opposed to just one. So let's dig into it. What's up with this plant? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think one of the most interesting things that you just said, and it kind of made me realize um, whenever I do public speeches, I often have, a, have to give a background to science, education. Like you said, we do have hood biologists. We do have, like, let's not pretend like the legacy operators haven't kept this industry going all this time. Um, I, I work with a lot of veterans groups and I found out that, you know, there's veterans that have all this time been going to their politicians over and they never stopped. Even when it was illegal, they went to their politicians and said, hey, I am ill. This helps me not be ill. That's a very simple conversation that most humans want to right, be uh, understood on. The difference is when it comes to policy and different things like that, you got to have some type of statistics, some type of data. You got to have something that's impactful, something that says something about workforce development, something that's going to change neighborhoods. And I think a lot of us are very passionate because we have ideas. We're from these locations. We know we can help but we don't understand the policy that governs our own neighborhoods, right? Um, when I was managing a dispensary, somebody said, why didn't you apply for a license? I said, because I read the application. <laughs> and they were like, what do you mean? I said, no, that reading that thing made me want to go back to school. I said, oh, this is pressure. 
this is like this is a light these applications are like phd level i mean i would say that that application was more difficult than my phd application to cornell and i got in wow no for real wow. and i had to write i had to write background about the plant but the difference is when i wrote to cornell i got to use logic reasoning science agriculture information statistics right yeah when I'm when I'm looking at these applications for for social equity licenses, I'm like, that's that's tough. Yeah, yeah. Right. So all that to say, um, yeah. So all that to say, a lot of us have lost faith in science, mm. and you see it publicly. Like people are confused about what information is true, what information isn't. I tell people there's a difference between data and statistics, mm -hmm. and we're always getting data right. So data is something that's unusable, but true. 100% of the people who drink water die. Because <laughs> we all going at some point. So the thing it is- It doesn't mean that they die because of the water they drink in. So now I'm starting a campaign saying, stop drinking water. Right. <laughs> Come on now. But, but that's where we really are though, with a lot of this information. So I'm giving this disclaimer to say, I went back to school because I was the dispensary inventory manager. So I was actually the person who got to see the whole system from the cultivator through who was transporting it to the day I had to be ready to take in the inventory to the process of bringing it in the system. So what was interesting to me was I was like, how come sour diesel has a different TAC each time we get it? How come the terpene profile is different each time we get it? How come the consumers and the people who work here who really understand flour are like, ah, it's a little different. That one's a little older. That one's drier. They cure theirs better. And I'm like, why are we talking to the consumers about this? This is what. Because those are people... experts. Those are the experts, right? Because they are actually trial and error, right? They have figured it out. They have they have developed a cannabis palette. You know what I mean? They they know. Like my mom is an OG, and she'll tell you like, mm, this ain't hitting. This ain't it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So all that to say, like when I was really like, well, what's making the THC different each time? Why are the yeah. terpenes different each time? How are they testing? And are the devices that they're using accurately testing or are all the numbers just made up? And I was like, whoa, that's some Alice in Wonderland level thoughts. But the truth was to answer your question and to get on the topic, that's when I was like, I need some type of footing. I yeah. need some, I need an anchor that I can say, this is true and start from here. Yeah. And what I learned was when you go back to school for a graduate degree, you have to do a research project. Research has been going on since ancient Egypt, ancient yeah. Greece. They have a very specific, you got a hypothesis, right? And you test it out. And when I found out if you go through that process, you can gain respect in your field internationally. Yeah. If you respect the process of knowledge and education, right? There is a very like philosophical kind of beautiful right but it can be misused yeah so anyway all that to say what i found out was these plants are growing differently each time we get them because they're living organisms yeah. at the end of the day the policy regulates it as if it's a cpg mm -hmm. right item mm -hmm. but we grow it That's as a, a living organism and good right let me just right cpg consumer product and good yeah so the thing is you know what i was told at the dispensary is this is retail you're talking about wellness you're talking about education you're talking about information this is retail when you go to target 
you know, it's nice if a cashier knows about the nice shea butter moisturizer and stuff. But the person at Target's like, if I don't use it, I don't know. Yeah. Why do you expect me to know? This is retail. What are you ex yeah. What are you asking for me? And I think those of us who know how it used to be, we were like, well, the person you used to talk to was knowledgeable. When you had those mom and pops, like people could actually give you recommendations, right? Because either they use the product themselves or just being in that space, they've heard feedback, right? So there was a different exchange of information. Now mm -hmm. we're talking about retail and revenue, right? That's what we're talking about. We, we trying to make money. We're not talking about the healing, the medicinal, the wellness. We're talking about, let's make this money. Yeah. So to get to the good stuff. Right. So at this point, obviously, I'm starting to wonder why CBD flour is legal, why THC flour is illegal. Why am I saying THC flour? What does that mean? Um, and at this point now, I have to start really looking into what are we talking about? And when I found out that it's only the female plants, it's only the sexually mature female plants, which there's a message in there. Right. And these female plants are actually producing THC in order to survive. Right. It's a stress response mechanism. So while they're right, female plants, as they mature and they are awaiting pollen from male plants, they produce THC, not for human consumption, but because THC actually helps with UV radiation. So we all know, right, we put on sunblock for UV protectant. Yeah. Think of TAC as sunblock for plants. And there's research, again, that this is how research works. They took plants and they put them in red light, which is a very, like, low energy, it's less intense, and violet light, which is more intense, right? It's a higher stress. We know that because our sunblock is what? Ultraviolet protection. Ultraviolet. Yep, UV. The plants that they exposed to ultraviolet radiation more than red, produced way more THC, almost 30% more. Wow. So that is telling you what is that plant's purpose on this earth for producing THC without humans being involved. That is how researchers figure it out. That's a very objective way. The light was here before us. The plant was here before us. What is their interaction and how can we record it? And then, so that's that research has been out for right a long time at this point. But the thing is, our policy, we're talking about indica and sativa. We're talking about hemp versus marijuana, right? Yeah. So that's where it starts, right? These terms get very confusing. Let's be clear. Hemp and marijuana are all cannabis plants. Scientifically, that is the name of the plant. It is cannabis. Um, let me know if you want let's, to get to the say, indica well, let's say that one more. Let's say that one more time yeah. for the people in the back. So hemp and cannabis are they two separate or are they one in the same yeah so the term right cannabis is the name of the plant mm -hmm. hemp and marijuana are legal terms not mm -hmm. scientific so they're non-scientific legal terms um the reason we know this is because the the researchers that actually first started talking about 0.3 percent thc they never said that was the difference <laughs> between hemp and marijuana. What they did say was when they looked at the stack of what they had, mm -hmm. they noticed that there was a split and the split was at 0.3%. So they noticed there was one group over here that was mm -hmm. above 0.3%. There was one group over here that was below it. That's all they said. That was it. Somebody took that and said, well, that's hemp and that's marijuana. 
My goodness. That's that's very, but I, th- you have to, I think about it like the game telephone because that's yep. the only way to make it make sense. Yep. Somebody hears a buzzword or a scientific, right? Like I said, that's why I was talking about numbers earlier. Yeah. 100% of the people who drink water die. So don't drink water. No, that's a bad data point. Exactly. Because our bodies are made of water. So you actually need it, but too much of anything is not going to be good. And the same way that the light was here and the plant was here before us because it is a weed, hence the term weed. Um, we need the water. Like there's no going without it. And this is the other thing that's very interesting about it. It's actually a flower. So this is one of my favorite things. So, you know, just to do like a very botanical, I love to give a quick history on the plant. So looking at DNA, we can see how old things are, how long they've been on this plant, how long they've evolved. Humans, 100,000 years, and not this version. I'm talking about like, We've evolved, right, many, many times. This plant has origins that look like this about 20 million years old. So to put that in perspective, the dinosaurs got out of here 45 million years ago. This plant is 20 million years old. So So it's the dinosaurs. Right. So, well, after the, but yeah, so you have to think about it like early bees, right? I work in the hemp fields. Yeah. Bees love male hemp pollen. They love it. It's the weirdest thing. You can walk through the fields. There's so many bees. You can hear them. Like it's like you're walking through. It's the it's but it's it's really cool. But it's because male uh, male hemp plants produce a lot of pollen, and it's very very rich. It's very healthy for them. So bees love it. They go crazy for it. So when you realize this is a plant that's 20 million years old, it already has relationships with other species before humans even popped up. This plant is found on every continent except Antarctica. And that's just because, right, we ain't been underneath the ice. Right. So it's very interesting when you realize this plant's 20 million years old. Humans started domesticating the plant 12,000 years ago. So if you think about our biblical calendar, right, we had 2,000 years. Yeah. Yeah. Right. There's like ancient cultures from 10,000 years ago. They domesticated him 12,000 years ago. Yeah. Well, and that's the, you know, that's the thing when we're talking about, there's this big argument about rescheduling, right? Um, And wanting to get it to uh, schedule three so that there can be more research. And my thing is like, well, there's already been research. I mean, I think what we have to do is we have to make sure that there are guardrails and accountability so that the research that's done is done in a more ethical way and to take out the bias from it. But it's like, People have used, um, cultures have used this plant as a part of their healing, as a part of their ceremonies, as part of their rituals. Like it's always been here. It's been with us. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, to your point, um, there's a really good paper that shows kind of the ancient migrations. Um, Because again, where there's like fossil evidence, they test it and they're like, whoa, people were using cannabis this long ago so they found it at burial sites right yep. they found it at temples temples that were underground that had been buried and collapsed and they're like there was some burned remains or something they're thinking maybe it's some frankincense maybe it's some rosemary these folks were highly intelligent i don't know why we think of our ancestors as like these primal correct it's very odd but all that to say it seems like cannabis migrated all the way with humans from China all the way across the Middle East, Africa, Europe, and everywhere they took it, what does cannabis do? It changes just a little bit. It evolves and every 
if I just told you, if you change the light from red, right, more red to more purple, yeah, it, it changes. So when we talk we're about looking at soil, we're looking at soil, we're looking at, you know, all of those environmental factors. And so when you're, when you initially were going down the rabbit hole of, well, why is this different? Why is that different? Why is it more dry based on like consumer feedback? This is a part of it because anything you do, the minerals that are in your water, your soil, your light, all of those things, the, the weather, if you have an outdoor grow, all of that is going to impact your plant. Absolutely. And for instance, I have a friend who grew up in the Himalayas. He's a researcher um, at Cornell. Okay. And he said they had cannabis plants at the top of the mountain where it was dry and it was high altitude and they were exposed directly to sunlight. But those same seeds and pollen would end up where? At the bottom of the mountain as well. And he said Americans would say the one on the top of the mountain was sativa and the one on the bottom of the mountain was indica. But they know very well that, oh, there's microclimates. There's small little biospheres where there's yeah. very specific weather events or type of humidity, temperature, things of that nature. And to your point, that's when I really started getting into, oh, this is why Humble County wine country is such yeah. a big deal for what they've done. This is why India and China is known for producing fiber because they also know about bamboo and textiles and things of that nature. So at this point, I realized it right. It's one plant. It has evolved in different places to do different things. But scientifically speaking, like most of us know, it's one plant. Again, hemp and marijuana are legal designations based on THC alone. Okay, so before we, before we go out and get out of here, because I want to make sure that we wrap up these major terms that we've introduced that in this conversation. Okay, so as we're talking about the cannabis plant, what is hemp? So hemp is the legal term used to describe cannabis that contains less than 0.3% THC. And THC. So THC is a molecule or a metabolite. So what that means is when female cannabis plants are reproducing and they're waiting for pollen, they start producing THC to actually increase their chances for survival in their environment. It has nothing to do with human consumption. It just so happens to work out <laughs> that when we consume it, it also works on some of our internal systems in beneficial ways. Perfect, CBD. CBD is another metabolite. So THC and CBD are two of over 200 metabolites that exist. So now we're hearing CBN, CBG, and we'll talk about all these another time. But the truth is all of these molecules, they're not brand new. They're not coming out of nowhere. These plants produce them just like we produce hormones and other different things to help us survive. So as we learn more about them, we're learning that when we consume them, they have benefits. And the deltas. Um, I'm I'm here in Texas, and deltas are really big down here um, because Texas will probably be the last state that actually regulates because Texas is a special flower. Um, but we have something like a medical program, and overnight you just saw all of these smoke shops opening with delta eight, delta nine. So what what are what are the deltas? I might take you up on North Carolina being behind you because we don't even have a medical. Um, okay. <laughs> but so so T, again, THC is one type of molecule. Right. But when you hear Delta, 
that is the shape of the molecule. So there's different shaped THC. So delta nine, that's one shape of THC. Delta eight, that's another shape. Delta nine is the one that's most abundant in cannabis plants. Naturally living plants outside, they produce delta nine THC, I just said earlier, in response to sunlight, right? In, in response to UV radiation. Delta eight THC is very, very interesting, okay? Because delta eight THC seems to be it pops up in tests in very small amounts. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say that the plants produce it naturally, but natural plants, when tested, have shown tiny amounts. Now, to be very clear, when I say tiny amounts, not enough to fill up a smoke shop with Delta-8 cartridges, not enough to supply Delta-8 around the world. So where did Delta-8 come from? Let's be very clear. There's plant cannabinoids like Delta-9, THC, and CBD that are naturally occurring. Mm -hmm. And then there's Delta-8 that is synthetic. Let's be very clear, right? Mm -hmm. It is a synthetic cannabinoid. CBD and THC come from the same molecule, right? So there's CBG, cannabigerol, then there's CBD and THC. That's important because some people figured out you can take CBD and if you wash it with a certain chemical or a certain solvent that is not good for human consumption, that you can convert CBD into a version of THC. What version is it? Delta-8. Mm. Yeah, so that's all they're doing. Somebody realized that there's different shapes of THC. That's why people are like, Delta-8 gets behind, but it's a right. little different. It's a little different. And some people say, I consume Delta-8 and I felt way higher. And I say, well, think about it. That shouldn't make sense to you. If it's supposed right. to be weaker, you right. got to think about what chemicals could be left behind. And let me give a disclaimer. The chemicals that they use, they do use in other food products and stuff. But the difference is in those industries, they have to actually measure how much of the chemicals left behind after it's been processed. Right now, because everybody's like, hands off. If it's hemp, it's yep. good. If it's marijuana, it's bad. So people figured out, oh, there's a bunch of hemp loopholes, right, that, yep. that exist. But to the point, it's also kind of our government acknowledging that they know hemp and marijuana are the same thing. If THCA flower is legal, that's them saying hemp and marijuana are the same thing. And yep. cool, I can get down with that. It's all cannabis. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. It, you know, for me and our government, it's all about them figuring out how to how to get their how to get their money right. <laughs> and they will. They will. When we look at all industries, right? When we look at all, when we look at the numbers, at one point playing the lotto, playing numbers was was prohibited, was illegal. Um, when we look at liquor, at one point that was prohibited, that was illegal. This plant is the same way until the government figures out really how to structure and to get their coin. We're gonna find ourselves in limbo, right? We're gonna find ourselves with. Uh, based on, uh, you know, the whims of people, things are going to be separated, right? Like you said, data versus statistics. And until they figure out that money piece, we're going to be in this space where unfortunately we we're being led by data. Um, last thing I want you to want you to clear up because we talk about the female plant and we talk about the male plant. You've given us information in terms of pollination and in terms of inter interacting with the light. But what are the main differences? Let's just be clear between the male and female plant. 
Yeah, I'm actually glad you asked me this because this is the last thing I wanted to talk about. Okay, yay. Um, so <laughs> look, there's uh most plants have right a male male plant, which is the dad, and a female plant, which is the mom. The male plants do not produce buds. We do not if you listen to cultivators, what do they say? I don't want the males. I don't, I don't want the males. males. They're saying they don't want the males because males don't produce buds, they produce pollen. And that pollen is very, very light and it can kick up in the wind and it can pollinate a whole lot of ladies. So the the buds, and, and this is again one of my like more philosophical things, but the female plants, the buds that we're talking about, the things we consume, those are actually reproductive sections. Those are ovaries. So the ovaries are what are covered in trichomes, right? When we say it's shiny, it's frosty, right? Okay. Those white mushroom looking things, those are called trichomes. And inside of those is THC. So only female flowers, female flowers that are awaiting reproduction. So their buds that they're showing, right? That is the ovary. And that means that they're ready to be pollinated. Mm -hmm. If they get pollinated, what happens? They grow seeds. Mm -hmm. And for people who are consuming flour, they don't want flour. But you also have to remember, hemp seed oil is where? Everywhere. It's Everywhere. in Dr. Bronner's, it's in everything. Yep. So there are people who on purpose, they grow flowers and then they pollinate, they get them pollinated to harvest the seeds. So that's why people will use male flowers, if that makes sense. No, it does make sense. It absolutely yeah, so, makes sense. Yeah. So if you're somebody who sells hemp seed oil or you grow, you know, your your hemp, and I hate using the word hemp, but it's all cannabis. Right. But cannabis that's grown for seeds is what? Hemp. Hemp. Cannabis that's grown for fiber is what? Hemp. Hemp. These are just the terms that we now associate it with. But again, you're using a male plant to pollinate a female plant. When we're growing for seed in the research field, it's all female buds. It's smelling good, but then they get pollinated. Yeah. And what happens is all those trichomes and beautiful stuff that dies in their right. seeds that are left behind. So that is the, we're so confused. There's only really three types of cannabis, the flower part, the seed part, and the fiber part. That's really it. All the other names and designations, some of them are legal terms. Some of them are botanical terms, but it's cannabis. And there's three types, seed, fiber uh and flower and flower is the one that we talk about the most yo first of all let me just say this i got my uh planned parenthood shirt on stand with black women it could just be stand with women in general because we talking about the plant and everything because this is the part that is being policed right it's just wild like, it's wild <laughs> just like in real regular life okay and women are being policed and our reproductive parts are being policed and are being um, debated. This is what is being done to this plan. No, but like in all seriousness, I actually tell people that we as humans, we don't do well in understanding life itself. We make our own definitions and concepts of things. If these female plants, once they get to their reproductive stage are producing these molecules, because they're supposed to, because it helps them survive, because they were doing it before humans got here. Yeah. Sometimes we should take a step back and go like, maybe we can learn something from that. Maybe there's a bigger idea behind us only criminalizing. We don't criminalize the female plants that are not yet in reproductive maturity because they're not showing buds. We don't criminalize the males because they don't show buds. 
We don't criminalize the roots, the leaves, the stalks, all legal because it's not buds. The buds are sexual reproductive organs. And when those things are out, they start producing THC and that makes people so uncomfortable, even though this plant is producing THC, why? With sunlight. Yeah. So that's my like beautiful, more philosophical, it's science, but it's also like, come on y'all. No, but it's something, it's something to it, right? It's something to um, the default being to want to control and police what either we don't understand you understand what I'm saying? Um, or, you know, that whole ownership thing, right? Like, as opposed to respecting that this is land, this is the order, this is the process, this is natural, right? This is how it is. It's like, well, I want to control this. You know what I'm saying? And I want to make it do what I wanted to do when I wanted to do it, as opposed to the natural order of things. And um, like I said, the correlation is we're seeing that politically with policy, you know, in real time with real bodies. Um, Steven, this has been a dope um, first installment of Policy in the Plant. I thank you so much. Um, what do you want to wrap up with? Um, a, thank you for having me. Uh, I'm glad that this is going to be one of many. Um, B, all of my social media information uh, scrolling across the bottom. So on Instagram, Coach Jackpot with two T's at the end. Um, and then on LinkedIn, my name, uh, Stephen Philpott Jr. Um, but other than that, you know, I got some information that I'm going to be dropping in some of these sessions. So I'm looking forward to people kind of, you know, tuning in regularly so um, we can share this information with people because the more informed you are, the less open you are to bad information. So. Yeah. Y'all, um, let's normalize this. Um, let's e educate others, educating ourselves. What they say, um, if you're in the know, be contagious. Um, and I'm so happy that we are going down this road. My mind is blown. I'm sitting here. I'm digesting it all, people. So I'm like, y'all, I'm like, well, goddamn. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, so this is good. I'm so appreciative of you coming to share that knowledge as opposed to hoarding it and really um, making sure that we as the people understand the beauty of this plant um, and what it can do for us. And with that being said, y'all, y'all already know what it is. Stay blunt. <laughs>